Welcome to Leap Listens. I'm Sarah McGregor. And I'm Roger Kalis. Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create. We are a people communications agency and we work with organisations to help communicate their culture, to attract and recruit candidates and to engage and retain employees through creative and digital projects and campaigns. And today we're joined by Chloe Millen. Welcome, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Hello. Uh, so, Chloe, tell us about you and your role in employee experience. So I've worked for Talis for nearly 10 years now. I initially started my career in production planning in avionics and radio communications. I then moved into a project management role in defence. And during this time, I decided to begin a degree in psychology, which in some ways I think is a bit left field given the job role I had at the time. But I've always been sort of fascinated by how people work and I'm really interested in why they think the way they do and why they feel the way they do and what influences that. So after I'd finished my degree, I decided to move into the employee experience team um, because as a team, we're sort of looking to affect changes in attitude and behavior um, and introduce practice across our business regarding employee experience and well-being. So it was a lot more sort of in line with my uh, interests outside of the workplace. And we're designing solutions that deliver consistently positive experiences to our people, which promote higher engagement um, with the business. We can bring sort of thought leadership um, to a range of projects by offering advice and guidance to those either in the business or, for instance, in HR as well. We create strategies and just generally improve people's experiences while they're at work and while they're working for us. Excellent. Thanks, Chloe. So today we're going to be talking about employee policies and are they undermining your employer brand? And it's a subject that sounds a bit dull uh, on the face of it, but policies are often overlooked, even though they're a vital part of the employee experience. And Chloe, you've recently undergone a very transformative approach to your policy documents, ripping up the rule book, I would say, and starting again. Can you just tell us why? Yeah, so I'd agree with you and sort of um, policies can seem quite dry um, and they can just be considered sort of legal documents that sit there to sort of govern behaviour really um, and help mitigate business risk um, to an extent. But they're really important aspects of company culture and can help facilitate wider culture change as well um, and sort of improve the way employees think, act and deliver their services. So we sort of recognise that our policies were very factual, predominantly focusing around the legal requirements and um, what the organisation could offer employees. But they didn't really have much empathy. They weren't particularly engaging and they weren't that easy to read either and understand sort of simply and quickly. We reviewed some of our policies as like, long as 10 years ago. So it really was time. The world has changed sort of drastically in that time, especially in the last three years of the pandemic. Hybrid working is very normal for us um, now as our business and more generally sort of the social norms have drastically advanced and it's important we recognise that and consider the ways in which we can sort of impact that through our policies and help our organisation improve and be somewhere that people like to work. Listening to you talk, when people think of policies, they might think of them as an organisational guidance around maternity or security or time off. But from what I'm hearing you're saying, you, you see policies as an opportunity beyond just the factual guidance and into even representing company values and points of view on important societal issues, for instance. So could you expand just a little bit more on that? Yeah, definitely. We did recognise that we had an opportunity for these documents to just be more than entitlements. Um, and we've made some really sort of big steps towards changing the structure, the style and the way that we've written them with Leap's help, of course. And just 
generally trying to transform them. And yeah, we saw the opportunity to sort of lift the lid on the culture. So by having conversations with employees about what's important to them, make sure that they're heard um, and understanding the the things that are important to them within the business. So yeah, we want to cultivate sort of a, a culture that we can be proud of within our business. And we're hoping to do that through policies. We've introduced sort of a menopause policy recently, um, last year, which we're really pleased about. And we've had some great feedback from employees on as well. And um, a lot of new EDI policies too. So Yeah, which are all really, you know, super important uh, subjects. So what would you say, Chloe, was the potential consequence of poor quality policy communications in terms of like content, tone of voice and the way that they're delivered? Our policies, they cover sort of a whole host of complex issues and more so now given sort of what we're looking at across the board. So things like pregnancy, loss to caring to equity, diversity and inclusion. And I think it's a lot to expect of people, managers, colleagues, and sort of the employees that are impacted to know exactly what to do when navigating sort of sensitive situations. And they might not have had any experience of dealing with that before, especially when you add sort of knowing how to conduct yourself in a professional or business context, as well as a personal context on, on that front. So our policies sort of have the opportunity to facilitate empathy within our workplace and to promote sort of understanding of complex issues through the tone of voice. So I guess in some ways, the consequence of not doing that is that we make it more difficult and more stressful for people to know what to do in work. The last thing you want to do when you're worrying about a sensitive issue is how do I deal with this at work? How do I navigate it with my employers? It's an additional stressor that we can help to remove. I mean, for example, if if someone's grieving, grief brain is a thing. Having that brain fog and not having a clear process to follow or knowing who to speak to could be detrimental for an employee in their experience and leave a lasting impression as well of working for that business. So yeah, it can make people disengaged, demotivated, unproductive as a result of poor sort of well-being and poor experience. So yeah. It's those yeah. moments of truth, isn't it? Absolutely. Those yeah. key moments. When I think about policies, they're generally something that employees seek out. It's relevant to their circumstances and, and the company policy around that needs clarifying. So do you just send them out when they're requested or, or are they proactively signposted in some way? Yeah, so I think it's really interesting. It's, it's dependent on the topic for us. We have the policies available um, for everyone on our sort of HR platform. So they're accessible at point of need. And that was really, really important for us because we can't always anticipate people's experiences outside of work, especially when we're looking at the, the people-related policies. But we are looking to sort of signpost in certain ways and give people like a gentle nudge where they need it. So I mentioned before about people managers. I think context is key and it depends on the topic. So there's not necessarily a need to push a policy relating to bereavement when someone's looking at caring, for instance. That's kind of doing the opposite and having the opposite effect of what we want our policies to have. But if, for instance, an individual in the business lets us know that they're pregnant, it would make sense for us to push a maternity policy to their people manager as a heads up um, because they should have already been informed. So it gives that support not only to employees, but also to people managers. And I do think that's really important because I do think people managers have got a tricky job to, to navigate all of this. Yeah. And having that support there in those policy documents, giving them the guidance they need written in a really nice, clear way is definitely going to, to support them. So mm. a lot of policies I come across, unfortunately, are sort of typically small text bullet points on an A4 
word document you know they look like legal documents and they've got that sort of legal jargon and um, given that some policies relate to different disabilities mm. what steps do you take to make them accessible to to all and have you got any examples of feedback from people that have have looked at these when they have got disabilities yeah so i think when we originally started this project we looked at sort of our edi policies so our equity diversity and inclusion policies first um and it was one of the reasons that we started this project generally because we're aware that we want to cultivate that diversity of thought and it's really important to us that that's reflected in the design as well. So if you've got policies that aren't easily digestible um, and easy to understand and are just long bits of text or bullet points, it doesn't, it's not consistent with that message. Mm -hmm. So we, when we were looking at design for, for disability in particular, um, we were considering things like sensory issues. So we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just the obvious and when I, I mean, personally, when I think of the obvious, it's if somebody can't read it um, because they are blind or you, you kind of think of those physical disabilities, but not necessarily some of the neurodiverse characteristics that a lot of people do possess. So we were looking at things like colours. Um, we looked at our colour branding and made sure that they were web accessible. Mm -hmm. We looked at trying to make that experience consistent as well, because it isn't just about the disability. It's also about making sure it's inclusive and that we're also being equitable. So we don't all start from the same place and we wanted to make adjustments to our policies. So we decided we were going to do sort of a digital version and an accessible printable version without compromising the design too much all the way through. Mm. And I think in terms of the feedback that we've had, when we've looked at things like uh, font alignment, colours, lack of capitalisation, that kind of thing. When we've looked at the feedback we've had in particular on, um, we created a workplace adjustments policy one individual um, who was neurodiverse has actively sought out to give positive feedback, which sometimes can be oh. not that common <laughs> um, and has said sort of when moving from their old manager to their new manager, they felt supported and that they can say, no, this is something that I have and have asked for and it's been accepted and it's made that transfer over to a new job more comfortable for them, which I think is really, really important. And it's, uh, it's really lovely to see that they're already having an impact. Oh, that's great. And Talis is a fairly big organisation. This is quite a, a significant project. Mm -hmm. um, if you are, say, a smaller organisation that can't go to quite the level that you have, um, where, mm -hmm. where would you put your focus um, you know, of time if you were to do a, a light version of this project? So I think it is entirely dependent on the organisation to an extent and their employee demographic, but... Generally, I think if your policies are heavily crammed with legal jargon that aren't necessarily applicable to the person and that aren't particularly easy to follow or read, then just by simplifying the language can make a huge difference. The key is they're looking at the policy because something has happened potentially, or they're looking to plan for something like a new addition to a family or whatever. Employees aren't likely to have the time or inclination to sit and sort of read all your policies and that kind of thing. So I think looking at that and taking a step back, putting your employee at the centre of the text and going, what do they need to know and why is it important to them is really key. And that is where the difference will be made. I do think it is also important to consider accessibility, but there are, like you say, there's a lighter version of what we've done. Um, making sure that your font is web accessible, making sure that everything's left aligned, that you don't use italics 
underlining bold unnecessarily that kind of thing mm. but the business disability forum can help with that um so they've got a good example of the kind of things that you can do to help employees um, living with disabilities to make sure their policies are digestible as well. So that's great yeah. advice. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I'm. It's so great that you've challenged the norm, and it would be good to see other organisations as well taking the lead on that. Mm. So, Chloe, you've come to the end of the the podcast now. These are only bite sized so mm-hmm. um, I think we've got a lot of information in there that's probably Absolutely. really useful for people to listen to. So, thank you so much for your time. But before we go, we just have one final question that we've been asking everyone: What are your top reads or listens um, for for the year? Um, so, as it's very early in the year at this point, I haven't read that many books. <laughs> However, um, I'm currently reading and I really recommend it. I'm, it's sort of gripped me. Um, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? by Dr. Julie Smith. Um, I think in terms of well-being generally, whether it's um, professionally or personally, um, it's crammed full of sort of tools and tips to help with sort of difficult situations in life. So I'd, I'd really recommend everyone read it. Really easy to read as well. Excellent. I've yeah. not heard of that. That sounds no, really good. Yeah. Really good. Top tip. Thanks, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, no Chloe. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap. And thank you for listening to our Leap Listens podcast. To listen to other experts in the industry, head on over to our website. That's leapcreate.co.uk. Or you can listen on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts. And of course, if you have any people communication challenges requiring highly creative solutions, please reach out to me. I'm Roger or Sarah McGregor on LinkedIn. Thanks very much. 